Well, as mentioned earlier this morning, Lent begins this coming week. It's hard to realise that, isn't it? It seems to have come round very quickly. We've only just taken down the Christmas decorations. But Lent is always a great time to re-examine our relationship with God, our relationship with Jesus, to see him afresh, to spend time with him, to get to know him in new ways and as he really is. And our readings this morning remind us of that. We're reminded of Elijah and Moses and the time that they spent in the presence of God and how that changed them. The writer of our psalm, of Paul in that second letter to the church in Corinth, spending time with God changes things, changes us. And then here in our gospel reading, we've got this incredible encounter that Peter, James and John have of seeing Jesus in all his glory. So I want to look at that gospel reading in particular as to what that can tell us and, and encourage us in, in our time of, of worship and spending time with God, this, this Lent. First of all, it's always good to find a quiet place for our worship for our time with the Lord, that we find a space that is free from distraction. Jesus was always doing that, finding a place where he could sit and and spend time with, with the Lord, free from all the demands that were being made upon him. And here we're told he takes Peter, James and John up the mountain to get away from folks. And and I, I wonder about these these three, Peter, James and John. He often takes those three. You know, I don't think Jesus was showing them favoritism in, in any way. I don't think the Lord would do that. But he does seem to have a special connection with these three. And I think in the end it's just down to, you know, sometimes people just get us, don't they? Folks just know us and really understand what's going on. And, and perhaps that's what was happening here you know Jesus spending time with Peter James and John he sees these folks as as having real hearts of faith and love and willingness to engage he takes them away up this mountaintop away from distraction and there there they witness this incredible event because when we worship when we encounter God God changes us. Mark talks about tries well he tries to find the words, doesn't he, to describe what what is happening here at this moment. He says he was Jesus was transfigured before them. Uh, metamorph metamorphosis of this of, of Christ before them and changing into something else transformed before them and he tries to find the words to to describe it he he talks about it being a dazzling white a dazzling brightness and sometimes he he tries to use that analogy of of white as snow or as clean as as full as soap could get it some um, versions of it talk about it being bleached appeared to be so white that no bleach could do that. I mean, we might remember those adverts, you know, Daz white. So white, so brilliantly white. 
It's this transformation. It, and it's always struck me as here in this frail, fragile human body of Jesus, all the splendor, all the brilliance and the wonder and the glory and the power of heaven, all compressed and compacted into this little vulnerable human body suddenly can't contain it anymore and it just bursts out bursts out of this body and these guys see the glory of God before them I mean there might be some Doctor Who fans here you know it's like that regeneration of Doctor Who you know where all that power comes bursting out of him well multiply that by a billion we might be getting somewhere near it but he's changed before them spending time with God changes us spending time in worship and with God's presence and in God's presence encourages us I mean here we have Elijah and Moses we're told that they appeared before uh, Jesus there talking with Jesus and the fact that it's these two I believe is really significant because Elijah is representing the 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 great prophet and Moses, the representation of the law. And we know that Jesus said that I ain't come to abolish, do away with the law and the prophets. No, I've come to fulfill them. And there they are, Elijah and Moses, talking with Jesus. Now, we don't know what they said, but I like to think that they were encouraging Jesus. That's why they were there, to encourage him. Come on, Jesus. You're doing great, Jesus. Well done. Hold strong. Your Father is proud of you. Stay with it. Stay with the mission, Jesus. And then we get that affirmation from God himself, don't we? That voice of God that says to him and to those around, this is my son, the beloved God himself affirming Jesus, his son, endorsing who he is and that he is loved, but giving us instruction as well. Listen to him. You know, we can become so distracted in our worship, can't we? Peter, if you like, becomes distracted. He just gets so excited by what is taking place in front of him. He gets distracted by it all. And I mean, I guess in one sense, we can't blame him for that, can we? I mean, suddenly he's got the whole glory of God manifesting himself before him. <laughs> he gets distracted. But he, he wants to bottle this up. He wants to contain it. He wants to box it in to preserve it. And he says, oh, Lord, let, let me build three shelters, one for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. Let me, let me do this. And Mark says he didn't know what he was talking about. You know, he was so terrified. He didn't know what to say. Now, we've all been in situations, I am sure, where we've been so overtaken and so overwhelmed with the situation, we've just come blurting out with some right nonsense stuff. But there he is, and he's, he gets distracted, 
And as a result of that, he's, he's missing the moment really in front of him because very shortly after that, we're told suddenly they looked around and there was no one there anymore. Now, this business about being distracted by, by other things and missing what is right in front of you really kind of struck Sarah and I the other year when we were up uh, in the north of England and it was, it was September, it was 2022 and it was the Queen's funeral. We were within distance of Edinburgh so we decided we would go to Edinburgh to witness the funeral cortege coming down the Royal Mile there to St Giles's Cathedral. And we stood in the crowds with everyone else and we were really close to the front. And then finally when that moment came, all the crowd hushed itself, the noise stopped, the car approached and then suddenly this applause began to ring out. But there, right in front of us, literally just feet away from us, was the car carrying the Queen's body and members of the royal family walking alongside. But around us, people were missing that incredible moment of history. They weren't looking at it directly. They had their phones up in front of them. They were looking at what was happening just feet away from them through a screen. And I mean, I understand why they would want to record it. Yeah, but they, they were missing the wonder of the moment. And then suddenly it was over and it was gone. And they'd missed it and it wouldn't be back. And we can do a similar thing with, with God. You know, we can want to box him in and put him in, in a particular shape that we want him to be in. We want to view him at a distance, not close up. We want him safe. But God says, no, I'm here now. Experience me now. Know me now. Listen to me. Now, respond. It's that call for us to consider him, not to ignore him, to respond to him whilst we can. And the Bible teaches us that it's that greatest question of all, isn't it? Is how we respond to Jesus. Do we see Jesus for who he is in all his majesty? And his glory. And spending time in God's presence instructs us. There's God's instruction to us to, to listen to him, to what Jesus has to say. And we need to train ourselves to do that more and more. And there we take it back to the beginning with getting away and not being distracted. Spending time with him. You've heard me say on many occasions, have a coffee with God. We have a coffee with everyone else. Have a coffee with the Lord. Put some time aside. Sit back. Listen to him. Look at a piece of scripture. Play some worship music in the background. Whatever it might be, invite the Holy Spirit 
listen. I shared on Friday night at the filling station and those of you who were there at the filling station will know we had a, well, we were so blessed with such a mighty and powerful time with God and the presence of his spirit with us. But this, this listening to God in order that we become the people that he wants us to be the church that he has made us to be. Because the world needs a church right now who knows who she is. The world needs a church right now who knows who Jesus is. The world needs a church now that is transformed by Jesus Christ. A church prepared to listen to him and then to intervene. Because we are meant to be involved in a transforming process ourselves. Transformed by God's presence to be a transforming power in the world itself. And this has been a a topic of conversation in our schools over recent weeks. Looking at Jesus saying, you are the light of the world. So don't hide your light. Don't hide my light under a bushel Let it shine, let it make a difference, that's what it's there for. When we encounter Jesus Christ, we are transfigured, we are transformed, we are changed from our old self into something incredibly new. We might remember the very first time that ever happened to us. But it needs to happen on a daily basis on a basis regularly throughout every day, where we seek the Lord, where we listen to him, where we respond to him, where we are prepared to be changed by him. As Paul says, change from glory into glory. That we are changed. And some folks have still yet to take that step. Some listening to this may may still have to take that step of faith to trust Jesus for who he is, to receive his love, to listen to him and to be allowing yourself to be transformed by him. So this Lent, we've got opportunities again with our Alive in Christ course Opportunities in our home groups to spend time with the Lord together and on our own. But there's such power in encouraging one another by being together in worship. Elijah Elijah and Moses encouraging Jesus in his worship and that transformation. But also us You know, when we gather together in worship, we encourage one another. And you've heard me say before, never underestimate the power that your physical presence can have upon the worship of your brothers and sisters. It is good when we gather together to worship and encourage one another. So this Lent, let's encounter God in new ways. Let's learn some more in 2024. Let's abide with him. Let's shine out for him.
So we're going to take a little bit of time now in silence to consider what the Lord's been saying to you about that. What he's calling you into this Lent. What are you going to do? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Perhaps it's something you've not done before. Perhaps it's something you know you need to do again. That we might encourage one another in our worship. Receive from him. Be all he wants us to be. Transformed for his glory.